New job data came out today that's showing that the unemployment numbers and the quit rates and the participation rates in the U.S. are, are starting to become concerning, especially when you think of it from the point of view of, of an operator and individuals who whose businesses rely on human capital or workers to, to get done. So as an overview, uh, 4.4 million workers quit their jobs voluntarily in September, which was up from 4.3 million in, in August. Uh, this, of course, is the highest in about two decades. We, we haven't seen numbers this high uh, for a long time. And getting a little bit more granular, nearly a million workers quit their jobs in the leisure and hospitality industry alone. And we'll come back to leisure and hospitality when we start to discuss the ramifications of, of this kind of number and why we're starting to see this number, the, the delta between the number of open jobs and the participation rate not close. So the there's so many things at work here. Uh, you know, there's 75 unemployed workers for every 100 job openings in September. So that's the lowest ratio on record. Um, which it's the that that gap between the number of people that are that are that are working and the, and the number of open jobs is is really starting to become a, a bit of an issue. One reason, of course, is that we're starting to see as as we come into the tail end of twenty twenty one here the the vax mandates come into play, and of course, people you know who who have their beliefs around vaccines and things maybe can't participate in in the roles that they used to or can't participate in in the jobs. Uh, and and you know companies also have mandates as well that that are limiting people to uh, f- from working if they haven't been vaccinated. So that's one factor that goes into the into the uh, the number of quits, and then of course the delta between open jobs and participation rate. Um, another reason, of course, is the shifting sentiment around low wage work. I think this is something that we've talked about in in other videos on on this channel uh, where. Because of the the last eighteen months and all the stimulus that's been pumped into the system, you're starting to see a, a shifting narrative or a shifting idea around what low wage work means, and people are just not as willing at the moment uh, to go and take on, you know, what used to be considered a you know a, a low wage job. So the service services, you know, food sector, hospitality, leisure, all those kind of Industries that typically relied on on large uh, human capital bases, uh, but you know, traded that off with with uh, lower wages, are seeing it very very difficult to to attract the the level of worker and the 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 volume of workers that they need to to function. Um, we're starting to see, of course, uh, the we're coming into the tail end of the year and, and going into that holiday shopping season. Lots of major retailers are requiring, or are they? They need to hire hundreds of thousands of workers, and where are these workers going to come from? I think that's an interesting facet or an interesting area of the, of the economy to look at in terms of the health of of the working dynamic. But the the idea that low wage work is changing and, and companies are having to raise wages, uh, you know, to to meet the floor now that's being set for for certain kinds of jobs is another function or another factor in in what's happening with with monthly quits. I think that because there are so many open jobs and I'm sure if we went granular about it and looked at different verticals you'll you'll see that the consumer facing sectors or the consumer facing roles in in different sectors are the ones where that are harder to fill. 
uh, those roles are harder to fill. You're you're starting to see those individuals trade off or or uh, put companies against one another in terms of who's going to provide the higher salary. Who needs who needs me more? I, I imagine is the question that gets asked. You know, and as soon as work starts to feel like work for an individual, the first thing that comes to mind is I don't need to do this. I can probably go get another role somewhere else that pays me a little bit more, incrementally more. And that's what's happening. And so you have a lot of churn in in the low-wage uh, arena uh, of the workforce. And so this number, 4.4 million, doesn't look that different to the 4.3 million in August. And, and one thing I think that's happening there is is just individuals churning through low lower-wage jobs. And an issue that that raises, of course, because the the number of open jobs is at you know ten and a half, uh, ten million, and you've got this these four four million workers that are quitting. If we don't, as a as an economy and and as a country, figure out how to drive participation back from those who've left the workforce permanently, you think of the re- people who've retired early or people that, as a function of of the last eighteen months, just decided that they don't want to don't want to work anymore. That they've got other things that are more important to them. If we can't pull them back in, and participate in, in the economy, in the workforce, this level of churn, I think, is going to continue. And uh, what does that mean for so many different kinds of roles and so many services if talent just keeps moving around trying to find the next highest paying paying job? What I don't think is going to happen is that e- equilibrium, you know, that you know, uh, it's human nature. People can always see themselves making a little bit more money, and so I don't think there's an equilibrium point where, okay, whatever you want to you want to put out there as as a as a hypothetical twenty five an hour, wh- whatever. You can always see yourself making twenty six an hour for making twenty five an hour. So so the idea that okay, what needs to happen is churn needs to happen up to a point where wages stabilize and and okay, that becomes the the floor. I don't think that happens, and so. This gap between, you know, the, the people who are working and the number of open jobs can't get smaller uh, unless one we get the churn to stop and also we get increased participation. So that's one thing that I think, you know, intuitively when you look at these numbers and, and you look at the kind of dynamics that are happening in, in the workforce right now, that that's a little bit dangerous. You know, that supply and demand, and uh, what that means at a macro level. So, you know, the, the numbers coming out, of course, are not surprising if, if you're in the space where you're looking at the job market all the time. If you're looking at just, I mean, think of your own life and, and as you drive around or walk around, you know, are you still seeing the for hire signs um, all over your city or all over your, your town, um, all over your neighborhood? I know I am. And so, you know, until we start to see those kind of things come away, I think we should expect these kind of numbers coming out. And, and until we can increase participation with individuals who have left the workforce, you know, the retired or the people that have pulled forward retirement, you know, I think that this is a this is going to be an ongoing issue. An interesting trend too, if you look at the chart of uh, the number of people who left their jobs voluntarily by month, this has almost been a, a forty-five degree or maybe less than that, a, a thirty-five degree incline since about the year. 2009 so right after the 08 crash and we haven't really done anything as an economy to to slow that down 
And so there, there are questions around policy and, and different things that I think need to be had because taking away the, uh, the 2020 crash or the 2020 dip in, in, uh, in uh, the number of people who left their work voluntarily, the, the kind of pro- the trajectory of, of the slope of that, of that line since about 2009 it's pretty steady. Even when we think of the crisis that's happening today, it's really no steeper than it was on its natural trajectory. So this has been an issue that's been been growing. I think, you know, the, the pandemic, of course, has raised certain, it gave everybody a little bit more incentive if you were inclined to leave the, the workforce, you know, retire, or pull, pull forward your retirement date, or you had things like uh, healthcare or other different reasons why you, you would want to leave. Gave everybody a little bit more incentive, but trend-wise, this is this has been this has been on the agenda at least for for some time, and so there are definite questions that that I think we need to have as an economy uh, about participation, incentivizing participation. Otherwise, this is a number that I think we should continue to expect as we go forward. I I, I don't see a way in the really really short term to where this levels off or, or falls unless something dramatic happens uh, in, in, in the workforce or uh, yeah, at the policy level or at the, at the corporate level.